Is there any desire to make movies or something else with Crit? Uh, animation is already something I've started to work with. Um, spoken to a few artists. I've got a, uh, I've got a film company signed on for it. I just don't have the resources at hand to do it. Um, yeah. So I'm in North Carolina. We have uh, production studios. We've I've I work before any of this. I've actually worked with a production studio since 2006. So. Um, you know, I've done, I've been a producer, uh, done other stuff with like local films here. Um, we've had two or three that went to movie theaters. We won a couple of awards a couple of years ago. Last year we won an award. So <clears throat> given most of what we do is more drama horror stuff. So I, we actually had a round table a year and a half ago about where we wanted to go with different projects. And I just said, I want to work on animation for my comic. And everyone agreed, like, the story's written. All I have to do is hand the comics to somebody and say, animate this, you know? Here you go. Uh, it's just finding, A, the right animator, uh, B, the funding for it, because it's very expensive, you know, thousands of dollars for just a minute worth of content. Yeah. Uh, the goal is to get about three to five minutes worth of content and then use that as a pitch. So I need to find what issue I want to use, like what's the catchiest I can do in three to five minutes. And that's the tricky part. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts there. We've, we've done a few small things, but it's not the easy trying to do it right. There's a difference between, oh, this is cool, this is cheap. Let me put this out there. I want, if we're going to do animation, for one, it's going to be done right. For two, I've got to get the right voice people involved. Um, I know a few voice actors as well, and I've spoken to them, and they're like, yeah, we can do that. Um, but those voices also have to coincide with the real-life people that play those characters. So there's just a lot of moving parts there. Um, but the goal, I really want to get on Apple TV. I've been fighting for that one, not Netflix, not Prime, not these other ones because apple tv doesn't have any animation so oh. huh. yeah getting onto apple you're not going to be one of many you're going to be one that's it and that's what i've said since last year you know when uh when we started deciding where we wanted to pitch to i said apple's my first one apple's where i want to go i don't want to go anywhere else first i want them to see it before anybody else if they say no we'll go somewhere else but Netflix is inundated with uh, with animation so much that they're canceling some of it. Uh, you know, even if you go to like HBO Max and all these other like streaming services, they just have tons of animation that's their own. Um, the one I, I really want is that. And Hulu is owned by Disney, so it's not like you're going to yeah. get anything out of them. Netflix mm -hmm. has ties to Disney, like all these different things. I just want one that has like nothing going on for it, so you could be the first. That's actually a really good idea, too, because Apple is doing a lot of pushing for their content. So if you're their first animated thing, like that would be something you could get a heavy push for. So yep. that's that'd be yeah, that'd be an incredible way to do that. We got the contact information for Apple. Now it's just putting together the pitch and then you have to get legal involved and because you don't want to go in and just say, hey, I have this idea and ha not have any legal backing on it. If not, if so, you'll you just won't have an idea anymore, and they're going to walk away with it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah, we've pitched like BET before. We've actually had one thing get picked up by them a few years ago, 
uh, Universal. We did a bunch of indie stuff. So I've already got that. I just need to find the resources and people to do it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Animation. So there are rich people that want to have a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah, I was actually um, curious if uh, if you were able. So this is just something I was thinking about where, you know, a lot of people, the reason why they, you know, they put their own stuff together is because they want to be able to own their IP and not hand it off. And one of the things that um, I actually have a client where I'm working in two different capacities. One is for uh, equity share of the company, so partial ownership of the company. But the other is like revenue share. And um, <clears throat> basically... It makes me think uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, his most profitable film was Twins. And the reason why is because for that film, he specifically uh, gave up a huge chunk of his payment so that the film could be made because they didn't have enough funding in exchange for royalties on the film. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not his most famous film by far, it's his most profitable film. And so I'd be curious if you could end up finding any animators who, you know, literally I would send them every one of the comics, let them read through them, see, you know, what potential it has, show them your ratings on various comic book sites and how, you know, people have you know really enjoyed it. Um, you know, even even photos and footage from conventions you've been to and say, hey, I would love to work with you guys. I don't have the capacity for this. I don't want to give up IP because I don't want to destroy the brand, but I would love to give revenue shares for anything I can work out with this. And then, you know, maybe even potentially work in some capacity like that. Well, yeah, I've thought about it because most likely what would happen is if it got picked up by a studio, like say Apple picked it up, they're going to want to hire, you know, be part of the process of whoever gets to animate it. So yeah. most likely whoever I get to do these three minutes, they're not going to most likely, you know what I mean? Like they're not a big studio. I don't, I don't, I don't foresee any, service being like oh yeah you, you've got your own guy you know go ahead and use your guy they're gonna say <laughs> yeah here's you know however much money and here's a list of animators <laughs> you know go go use one of these that we've already used or something to that effect um that's i know that's how a lot of those studios work so to your point that would be beneficial. I, I wouldn't mind giving up some of the profit because out of the gate, they're going to give me X amount of money just to use my idea. So yeah. then I can give the animator say, instead of $3,000 a minute, they get $10,000 a minute because, you know, we got a couple hundred thousand or quarter million dollars to do a couple episodes. Here you go. Drop in the bucket at the end of the day, you know, um, exactly. That, that's why I'm saying like that might be a really good way to keep as much IP so that you have um, the room to negotiate with you know, Apple and basically be able to still adequately pay the animators who ultimately would make the deal happen. You know, like so it's right. like, you know, you could be like, hey, you get a chunk of whatever advance I get from this. You know, that would be, uh, you know, because like that's hugely different than like some people because uh, like I, I do know artists that are willing to work. Um, for like Kickstarter funding, they'll be like, oh, I'll just take a percentage of Kickstarter funding. But there's a difference like your your particular IP, um, you know, I've, I've seen it on other comic sites rated highly, you know, like completely not looking for it. Like I ran across it. So like it's gotten traction out there. Obviously, you go to conventions and you're making sales there. Like you have the experience that most other comic creators won't have that like, you know, what I mean, like, like 
there's all of like if you put a good enough pitch together to an animation team, that might be something that you could get like a way better initial uh, pricing for you know exchange of future you know income, and it would it would not be like it would be something worth taking the risk on because the risk level is much lower than for most other things like yeah like a kicks like a random Kickstarter. <laughs> right. I mean that that's a good point. I don't. You know it's funny. Uh, I actually don't even think about how much traction the past three I've been doing this. We, the first issue was released in 2020. Um, somebody recently That's told me the crazy. same thing. They were like, in three years, you've done seven different books. You've got a side story and you've got uh, a trade paperback. Now you've got over almost 300 pages worth of content in three years where most creators don't have that. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of, I never thought about that. You know, Oh, you have a stuffed animal. You have an energy drink. You have, a backpack you've got various different toys out and i was like oh you know to me i'm just moving to the next thing i don't really look backwards at what we've done and someone recently told me i need to look backwards and see the things that we've actually accomplished as far as like in the grand scheme of things so yeah that's kind of cool um uh, not gonna lie <laughs> but, but like, uh, yeah. that, that, that is a big deal though like having like it's good to not look back because that's why you're moving faster than most people. Most people, they make their first comic and they're like, I'm so awesome. And then it takes forever to get the next one. Um, some people it's, it's funding cause they're not the artist, right? For us, like that's our biggest pitfall is that, you know, we're not the artist. So that mm -hmm. slows us down tremendously. <laughs> um, and so like, that's a, a big deal that you're able to move that fast. And most of it's because you're just like next, next. And, but it's, yeah. it's mostly when you go to pitch to somebody, that, you know, even getting somebody else's outside perspective like this, like just getting that little bit of like, hey, do you know you have all this stuff that if you walked up to someone and, and you're not like, I want to make an animation. It's like, no, no, no. I have all of this stuff and I want to make an animation. You know, like, so it's it's definitely a, uh, a good worthwhile investment to put that together. And that that's coming from the perspective of like, you know, if, you're, if I'm, you know, I do marketing uh, for clients. And the thing that helps me get more clients now is that I finally started capturing case studies. <laughs> like I wasn't going back and looking at the stuff I did, putting it into something I could hand to somebody. And now I'm like a couple of Facebook ad screenshots and suddenly I get more clients. Like, yeah, I didn't even realize if I just shared this little bit of information, like most people don't have this. Yeah, I should do that. Someone said recently, like, you need to Google crit, like, and figure yeah. out where you're at because somebody did it. Re they just looked up, they were looking for something with the site and they were like, you're in a lot of places. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> um, my wife's been a big advocate for making our website more uh, Google friendly. So we pop up more and actually, you know, to that, what something that happened that was really, really cool last week, I have 102 employees and we're coming to the end of our season. They're all seasonal. You know, they, they leave for about six months. They come back. And one of my employees had gotten a book from me, a comic book. Um, she just thought it was cool that her boss like did comics. Because as you can see, this is this is what I do when I'm on my video calls and stuff with my for work. This is my backdrop. So everyone always asks me, "Oh, you're like a huge nerd." I'm like, well, most of the artwork that you see, actually, every piece of art you see on the wall is from my stuff um, or books of my friends and things. So I get to talk about it a lot. And when my employees calls me, she's like, Chris, uh, I'm going to be up 15 minutes late to work. I was like, Oh, no big deal. Like it's the last couple days of tax season. No one's there. And uh, she's like, no, I got stuck at my house because my neighbor and their kid came over to pick up my kid and they saw your comic book and her kid went nuts because I know the creator of crit. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's kind of cool. And she lives two hours away from me. You know, I have the, 
half the state of North Carolina I, I run. And so she doesn't live anywhere near me. I don't even know this kid that's her. And they apparently know everything about me and D and D and the, the, they have the stuffed animal and a couple of the figures. I was like, okay, so this is like one of the bigger backers where they saw me at a convention somewhere. And they were talking about how they follow the Instagram. They're on the website. And I was like, that's cool. I never like someone who I don't, you know, I don't know who this person is. Cause this kid's like 11, 12 years old, you know, like the age of my daughter. I don't, I don't know the kid, but my, my employee was like, you just made me the coolest person on the block. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was actually really cool to hear. And we've had a few instances of that where um, a friend of mine, actually Boulder, the character Boulder, his wife was at work one day and a guy came up to her and said, Hey, you should have your husband read this comic book. He reminds me a lot of one of the characters in it. And she goes, what comic book? And he's like, oh, it's this, this indie comic, Crit. Uh, and she laughs. She goes, are you talking about Boulder? And he goes, oh, you know the book? She's like, yeah, Boulder is my husband. <laughs> um, and That's we don't awesome. even know who this person is. Like, aside from him being at work with his wife, like, we don't, we don't associate with him. And so um, it's just kind of cool to see that kind of stuff. And it's happening, you know, more and more. These people are just starting to, to read it and get out there. It probably helps that free comic book day. I do quite a bit around here. Um, when I was on the, I told you I was signed to a record label. My old record label owner, um, he sold most of the rights to Sony when we were on there. So he's, it's like a, they're, they're a subsidiary now of Sony. So he doesn't do nearly as much as he used to. And I was just talking to him when we did a reunion this year. And I was like, oh, so what have you been up to? It's been a while. And him and I used to be pretty close. And he's like, oh, you know that comic book store that I used to work at? I said, oh, yeah, like you quit because the label got big. He's like, oh, I went around and I bought it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Guess what I do now? <laughs> he's like, I need to have you come up and table one day. He's like, because we get a lot of the music fans that come in because he sells the music in the comic book store. And he's like, you know, so your CDs are there and we can do your uh, your table at the same time. So I thought that was kind of cool. So um, I might I'm going to hit him up probably for because May 6th is free comic book day. So uh, I might just go out to Raleigh and set up a table and hang out for a day and order some pizza and, you know, shoot the shit with my old record label owner who has millions of dollars now because of the bands that he's worked with. But <laughs> kind of cool. He just buys a comic book stop, shop. Yeah. See, Greg, Greg we got to do more free comic book day stuff. That's what we got to do. We've <laughs> already done anything like that yet. So, yeah. If you can give away product, you will grow your audience that much faster. Um, you know, when I was at the convention, I always have a stack of stuff that I can give away. Usually it's something where the corner's bent or, you know, my printers refunded me because it was damaged in shipping. Tossing those, I just put everything to the side because no, if it's a free comic book, nobody cares, you know? Um, oh, we I do, actually Greg, we have, What? I was going to say, uh, we have a comic that uh, is missing a page. <laughs> so, you know, we, <laughs> we could just give it away. away. <laughs> if you want the full book, pay for it. We're EA. <laughs> Downloadable <Yeah>. content. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to a couple conventions where I had, uh, so I ordered a hundred, 200 copies of issue three, one, a hundred of each different cover. And they all came wrong. The color, like, and, and I, I'm a, I'm very particular. The color in the book, wasn't bad like you can give it to somebody they're never gonna notice the difference it was just a shade too dark and i pulled issues one and two and i put them side by side 
And Boulder is the most obvious out of all of them. And I said, hey, here's like pretty much the same lighting in these two books. And then you have this book and it's too dark. And he's like, just keep them. I don't care what you do with them. Don't, don't ship them back to me. I'll have a new batch to you next week. So I had like 200 books that I had no use for. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't pay for them. I've given them away. I went to a couple conventions and I just put issue three out there. And issue three was, I mean, I'm very proud of that book. A lot of action, a lot of cool story pieces, a lot of like villain pieces. And uh, so I just put them at conventions. I'll just bring a backpack full of books and I'll drop like five at a table. Or um, we went to like one convention where there was a big comic book shop that just had bins and bins and bins. And so mm -hmm. I just like went to the table and I said, hey, can you hand out to anybody that buys comic books from you? Can you give them a free comic book? And so like their customers were getting free books. And then that week I gained almost like 500 followers on my social media and my, I get a notification every, every time I get a unique hit on my website, like not someone returning, but a new hit. And I had one day, my notifications were just off the wall. So that means that the probably 60, 70 books I handed out turned into word of mouth and other people reading them. Cause you know what kids do at the conventions. One, one kid has a book, everybody reads it. So I thought that was really cool. That was, smartest things I had done was just go around and be like, hey, hand this to your, your client. Here's a free thing for you to pass out. I did that. And it makes, it makes them look better too. Like the person who's handing it out for free, like they get to look better for giving away, away free stuff. Exactly. It's like, oh, cool. you got like some superhero comic books in here. You got like, you know, some fantasy stuff. Boom. Here's a free book. But one thing I was going to say uh, that made me think of was um, Red Bull. Like the, the company Red Bull doesn't even make Red Bull. They're just a marketing company. And the biggest thing that they do is give away free Red Bull. And they're one of the top energy drink companies in the world. They, they pay girls to ride around a little Red Bull truck. <laughs> yeah. The little, it's yeah. a, it's a mini, it's like a mini Cooper turned into a pickup truck with a Red yep. Bull uh, can in the back. <laughs> it is hilarious. I remember we played a show, I think in Virginia and I walked out and there were these two girls just walking and, you know, we're in a band and, you know, we're like, okay, okay, cool. You know, I was in my early 20s. Oh, cool. Girls are walking up to us. Oh, do you want free energy drink? And at the time, we were, we signed with Rockstar. So we weren't allowed to actually, uh. yeah, like if we were playing a show or doing anything related to um, like the band, we weren't allowed to be seen with anything else or else we'd be in breach of contract. And I was like, no, I can't take your drink. And they're like, why not? I'm like, believe me, I would. I love Red Bull, but uh, I signed with Rockstar. And we had this big Rockstar plaque on the side of our truck. And I was like, so unfortunately, no, I can't. <laughs> I tried Best that. and worst decision, though, because we had Rockstar and we had Jägermeister. And I will just say that was like the best and worst tour we ever had. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's both awesome and terrible. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how do you wake up from a hangover? Uh, more alcohol. <laughs> we just had cases of it. We had cases of Jaeger and cases of Rockstar in our van. And we got pulled over. This was the best thing. Oh, God. So we get pulled over on tour because our our door wouldn't shut right. So we had to take 100-mile-an-hour tape and wrap our van in this tape to keep the door shut because in the middle of winter. And we'd be driving down the road, and all of a sudden, the door would just open. Oh Jesus! And then on top of it, one of the hinges was bad, so we were afraid it would not just open but fly off. So we had to tape this thing on, and the tape gave away a little bit, and it tore because it'd been like a whole month of you know traveling with this on there, and the tape starts to fall off. So you have me holding one person, him holding another person, the other person holding the door as it's like falling off the van, and um, 
the cops pull us over and we're like, oh God, hide the alcohol, you know, because we just have cases of alcohol in our van everywhere. And he comes over and he's like, what's going on? And we start telling about the door and all this other stuff. And of course the door's hanging off so he can see inside the back seat. I mean, it's, it's not at night. So he's up his flashlight trying to look at the door and he sees cases of alcohol. He goes, what, but before I even ask what's going on with all the alcohol. And I was like, we, and I had to show him our contracts and everything. So he's going through and he's like, so you have Rockstar and Jägermeister. I said, yeah. He goes, how many uh, Jaeger bombs do you do a day? I said, not when we're driving. <laughs> I said, I usually wake up to one or two because that's how we wake up because uh, we usually go to bed drunk. <laughs> he was really cool, though. He helped us tape the whole thing back together. Um, he he awesome. actually escorted us to a Walmart pocket parking lot so we'd get more. <laughs> like, he was a cool cop. Um, but that was the funniest thing. Like, you just see a cop pull us over as it's like a cartoon as three people are holding each other, holding a door on. <laughs> It was it was comical. Um, one of my favorite and worst experiences on tour. That's definitely awesome. That's gonna go in the book. I'm gonna have their door fall off and have them all holding each other as they hold. That's <laughs> definitely that's such a cool idea. Yeah, yeah I, I love taking like little little scenarios in your own world that like you know it's like you can put that in there and like it's just like a little thing you can share at a convention where like you know that one person who comes up to your table who asks about it like oh you know how'd you come up with this idea and it's like oh here's this little insider scoop you know like it's I, yeah. I, I, I love talking about like like easter eggs are cool leaving them in the comics but i love like every once in a while greg and i will say something in one of the one of uh, our podcasts or on a podcast with somebody else uh, that like we try not to say anywhere else just because if you know someone becomes a true fan and they're they're eating up all this you know uh media like eventually they they hear this one thing and they're like oh did you know that this is why oh you didn't know you didn't see that one episode back then like i, I love uh thinking about that that's stuff cool. we have that in issue four that's like our our easter egg that's not an easter egg is when they're talking about which um which song to play and they, we, the insert song, that's probably one of my favorite things we've done in any book. It's just the insert song. I even go back and like reread it and I know it's there and it still makes me laugh. It's like insert song. And then we did the, uh, we did a voiceover where we all read our parts. So we did like the digital readout and I had Brad go back in and voice over the insert song. So it's like, oh, um, insert song every, every time he says it. So it's like, it like pops out at you. Someone asked me, like, where, what's the insert song? Like, what do you, I'm like, oh, you put your own song in your own head there. So, like, the song that you choose is the greatest song of all time. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's really smart. I'm like, we didn't mean to do that. That was all an accident. It was done in lettering, and I totally forgot about it until the very end. And they're like, just keep it. <laughs> and it, it just worked perfectly. Yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> I love Greg, is that, all the, is that all the front end questions? Are we ready to head over to Nova Nation? Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah, we have to share that cool, cool story before. But uh, yeah, Greg apparently has a new uh, Nova Nation uh, animation to like oh. set this on over. So before we go there, uh, for anybody who's not going over to Nova Nation, where can they find you? Uh, homebrewcomics.com is the easiest. It has links to all our social media. Um, Instagram is probably my most prominent. That's at homebrewcomics. And then we have a Twitter and a Facebook, which is at Homebrewed Comics as well. But instead of CS, it's just an X at the end. Nice. Cool. 